Hi, my name is Tony Bennett and it is my privilege to direct and narrate this episode of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast. This week's story is that of Manuel de los Santos from the Dominican Republic. I've had the privilege to get to know Manuel and his wife Elena over the last 10 years or so. In this interview, we reached into areas that Manuel has never before discussed in public. I thank both him and Elena for trusting me with the details of his early life and to our team to tell his story. A word of thanks, as always, to our writer, all-round good guy, Ben Evans, to our producer, the talented Ricardo Paparella, and, of course, to my guest, Manuel de los Santos. Manuel de los Santos seems to read people well. It's an unusual skill. The fashionable phrase might be emotional intelligence. There's something about him that makes those in his company feel good. It might be a charisma he was born with. It might have come from a tough early life. But when he looks into your eyes, you certainly try to offer your best self in return. Manuel has now spoken for the first time about the deprivation of his childhood in the Dominican Republic. And you might expect his words to be the start of a depressing age-old pattern of life in a poor country. But Manuel was able to change the pattern for himself. He didn't know a father, and at nine years old, he was abandoned by his troubled mother. He talks of how a friend's family welcomed him in to live with them as one of their own. How the tourists he sold souvenirs to on the beach loved his laugh and vibrant energy and became his friends. How his baseball teammates were like brothers and how, when he grew up to be a young man, a French girl called Elena was prepared to cross the ocean to be with him. Simply put, people liked and like Manuel de los Santos. In fact, a number of what Elena calls golden angels have ensured he has lived to tell his remarkable story. It's a story that has seen him lose a leg, come within a phone call of dying, and see his boyhood dreams smashed to pieces, only to discover, in part thanks to a sentimental movie from the video store, that while you can't choose the hand you're given, you can choose to change your life. This golfer who doesn't use a prosthetic and plays off one leg, his right leg, has inspired hundreds of people through the YouTube videos of his swing or seeing him in the flesh. And today he is guiding people of all ages and abilities as a qualified coach of the PGA of France, acquiring national awards in the process. 17 years after his accident in 2003, he is speaking to us with his soulmate and his wife by his side. The golden angel he has relied on most of all. Born in 1984 and growing up in the beach town of Sosa in the northern part of the Dominican Republic, his mother was largely absent, out playing poker, night after night. The family for my friend, and the father and the mother for my friend. This man is my father, and the mother is my mother, yeah. because I do more things with this family. I don't have a chance to do things with my mother a lot, because yeah. my mother, he, in this moment, he like to play poker, and he lose all the money in poker. So he, she coming for sleep, and and when she coming home for sleep, I going because I don't like it. I don't feel good the way the energy 
aggressive and and I and I playing one day for my friend. He said, "Come and sleep with us. Leave your mother and the crazy, the crazy world." His mother, Alta Gracia, finally left Manuel when he was just nine years old, leaving the house one morning without any note or explanation. I think in this moment when Esmovera for she, uh, I don't together with her because he loved more poker and myself. So I don't see this bad. I see this good for me because I free men. Manuela said he realized only later when he grew up that his mother must have been in great pain in those days. And he really hopes that she's doing well now and that one day, perhaps, he will have the chance to see her again. At nine, approaching 10 years of age, he would work for himself as a guide and a helper to international tourists who were jetting into the Dominican Republic, shining their shoes and joking with them. They liked this kid, probably not realizing just how difficult his life actually was. As he grew, he would spend the money he made on baseball gear, the sport he and his friends loved and all dreamed of playing professionally. Baseball was a massive deal to the boys in the Republic. For a lucky few, it was their ticket out of poverty. I'm happy because uh, for me, the life I understand, see, I need money, I have to do this, I have to work. It's no problem for me. But, uh, and I think all this power I have is a sport gift to me. I need a ball, baseball ball. I had to go working for my money because I don't have a mother, no father can buy for me. And I have, and I'm happy for that because the reason today my mind is very strong, positive, strong. Manuel's work ethic easily translated into baseball. He excelled in the four qualities needed to make it into the big leagues in the USA. He could run, catch, throw, and hit superbly. Baseball player, you have a problem with family, but when you play for team, you don't have a problem with your team because. When you're good, everybody loves you. We know what we need because everybody know you like to play baseball, you need a this for coming better. So we work natural. We don't think about it. We wake up every day and we go. Baseball, because baseball, I love baseball. By the age of 20, Manuel had been seeing Elena for a year or so, a French girl who'd come to meet him while traveling. Elena was back and forth home to Paris to earn the money to come out to the Republic. Life was good, and Manuel felt top of the world. Major League team, the Toronto Blue Jays, had a strong link with the local teams, and before long, Manuel was being closely watched. Indeed, one day, the owner of the Jays drove up to him in the street, rolled down his car window and said to Manuel, it was the perfect time to sign. Trying to do the right thing, Manuel said that the owner should speak with his coach first, and then he would sign. The only things I want signing, for me a more important signing with the money, because I know when you sign it, you have your chance. But the contract papers were never signed. In February 2003, he was riding on a friend's motorbike when a car slammed into them, sending him flying. He was taken to the local hospital, but he was left for a day and a half without treatment. And he developed gangrene in his leg and became very poor. Elena, who was sitting with Manuel in our interview, takes up the story. They didn't do anything in the public hospital. They were letting him die. But when 
he, they realized, he, Manuel realized he was going to die there. He said to his uh, friend, take me out of here. Let me, we have to go somewhere else. They stole a wheelchair on the hospital. They stole a wheelchair and they went to another hospital, a private clinic. And then, uh, well, something is important that uh, the, the doctor who saved Manuel's leg, well, saved his life. Elena says that throughout Manuel's life, he's known golden angels. There have been two of these in the form of young friends, Yoni and Marie, who were at Manuel's bedside during the traumatic time. And Elena reserves the same title for the surgeon, Dr. Luis Nunez, who would perform his amputation. Dr. Nunez was relaying the situation to Elena as she was back home in France, saying Manuel was about to die without emergency surgery. No question. Normally in the Republic, in this situation, a clinic would demand payment before surgery. But it was 9 p.m. French time and Elena couldn't raise the money that evening. But the surgeon was a compassionate man. He said, I trust you, and saved Manuel's life with the amputation. Elena then wired the money the next day. It had been that close. Elena flew over as soon as she could. She admits that had Manuel cut a tragic figure with his spirit broken by the trauma, she would have struggled to see a future. Instead, she found Manuel was the same man, her Manuel. Despite having lost a lot of weight and being pale in the face, he was smiling and dancing in the ward. Elena realized then that she wouldn't be alone in the challenge and that he would help her to help him. The young couple were married straight after he was discharged and they were together in Paris by March. There, Manuel at first struggled with the radically different temperature and the hectic vibe of a big city after the sunshine and relaxed beaches of his home. Inevitably, he was thinking about the chance of a lifetime that he'd missed with the end of his baseball career. But despite the sometimes days of depression on the seventh floor apartment in the south of Paris, he could still see silver linings, just as he had done as a child. Everything happened is, is I think you have sense. Nothing happened for nothing in this world. But sorry, you have to be strong for understand, for coming back and coming up. Many people don't have this strong power for coming up. I don't gonna say I'm more strong than other, but I think when I be a little boy and I understand in the life, you have a moment difficult, a moment good. People love you, people don't love you, people like you, people don't like you, but I understand in this world, everything is like that. One moment is good, one moment is bad. But it's like I say, Elena says, balance. In the moment, everything is bad. I know it's bad because you have to cry, you have to, uh, nothing happened. See, in this moment, you try to use your best for support. Everything happened. When the moment good coming, you come more strong. And I say, okay, I have a bad and very, very bad, but I'm human being, I had to, I wait for the moment good for me. One day, Manuel's doctor made an unexpected diagnosis. Elena tells it. He said to Manuel, Manuel, you need a big project. I remember this all my life. Manuel was just in the, the, the bed, just, uh, I mean, uh, uh, just, uh, 
completely really down at that moment and the doctor said very very bright very intelligent because he spoke about all these projects he had before baseball projects and he said to Manuel you need a big project a big project and I was there sitting there and I said what is he talking about the only thing I want from Manuel is that he goes out of this F hospital I don't want to see him anymore I can't see this is and he was talking about big projects and this made something very what is the big project what is going to be the pro big project and this is, was a few months before we started golf then i was and then we started thinking about things and things and what could be this big project soon after on a holiday to the dominican republic a friend cajoled manuel into coming along for a family game of baseball he surprised himself by immediately hitting three home runs which got him thinking about hitting a ball again but golf still never entered his mind Back in Perea, Manuel was in the apartment, trying to be positive, thinking about what on earth he could do as a project. Elena would attempt to cheer him up by renting videos. One day in the shop, he was recommended a golf movie, The Legend of Bag Vance, starring Will Smith, Matt Damon, and Charlie Theron. Watching this together, Manuel and Elena froze almost at the same moment and just looked at each other. This was their epiphany they both immediately realized that golf could be perfect for him. They stopped the film and found video clips online of golfers with one leg thriving in their chosen game. Manuel set off to a practice range the very next morning. He paid for his range balls, took a few practice swings on one leg. He never did adapt to a prosthetic. And he soon managed to hit four shots in a row, passing the 200 meter marker. Home runs, everyone. Manuel had found his big project at last. He would leave at 8 a.m. each morning and commute two hours on public transport there and back to reach the golf facility. His tremendous work ethic from his baseball days surged through him and he would often be there for 12 hours a day. He talks today about hitting, 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 and that it doesn't feel like work if you love it. Within four years, he had his handicap down to three Today, he still plays off scratch. He has played many of the Edgar Abadged events and has won plenty of amateur titles. In 2009, he made his debut in the European Tour's Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship in Scotland, wowing the crowds and the media. He will play the event three times, alongside tour professionals Richard Bland, Francois Della Montagny, and Tano Goya. Since then, Manuel has been invited to take part in several more pro-ams on the professional tours. In 2018, he played in the international team against Australia in the World Cup of Golf in Melbourne. He helped his team to a famous victory. But he dreamt of meeting a certain Tiger Woods. In my dream, I say, and I say in my mind, I gonna work hard because for you see, I wanna meet this man, I had to come in champion because for meet this man like that, I can meet him. I have to come as champion first. When you champion, champion with champion, you understand. Adam Scott helped with the introduction during a tournament in Ireland in 2010. When first meeting Tiger, a nervous Manuel told him that he was his hero and that he played Tiger's golf game on PlayStation. Tiger said, well, it's not PlayStation tomorrow. Let's meet at 7 a.m. on the practice range. Typically, Manuel was there at six o'clock. 
We shouldn't underestimate Manuel's achievement as a player. He was the first golfer with a visible disability in recent times to be invited to play in such events staged by the European Tour and Golf Australia, opening a door for many other skilled golfers with a disability. Golf helped me to understand how much power we have in the body. When we see what somebody play with one, with one hand, the blind, no eyes, people, little hand, and we play golf, that means everything in your mind here. And golf is cycling the sport for disabled players because golf will help you coming more strong for the future, for being more comfortable in your home with your family, to control every energy negative. Two Edgar golfers, Mike Jones of Wales and Caroline Moore of Sweden, have both spoken publicly of the inspiration they got from seeing Manuel's videos on YouTube after just having had their legs amputated at the most traumatic times of their lives. One of these videos has been watched more than 590,000 times. A great advertisement, not only for inclusive golf, but for the whole sport itself. Manuel is well known for the support he gives other Edgar golfers with disability. He speaks very warmly of Edgar, the organization that provided so many of his tournament opportunities and has created a family atmosphere for players and relatives over the last 21 years or so. Elena adds that they are proud to be in this community. We hitting, 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 hitting balls, and we have a dream, and we want golf disabled coming. Woof, woof, woof. But the problem we don't do this alone. And when you ask me before Edgar, I tell you when Edgar, we need Edgar because. You don't do nothing alone. We do everything together. We do many things because only we, the player, we do only one thing. A training hard for be better. But the organization find the place comfortable for the paragolfer, for everything. We don't do this. We can't, you know. But Edgar care about us. And that's, as I tell you, I talk him for all my, for all my friends and colleagues. We appreciate because I say this person he believe and this what we do, and he know we need a hope. We hope we heart, and this give more power all of us. Manuel qualified to be a PGA professional through the PGA of France in 2019. He coaches at Le Golf de Paris in Saint Cloud and greatly enjoys coaching golfers of all ages, especially those who have a disability, whose needs he feels he can meet through his own experience. And the moment when I coach somebody, I want to be sure these people have projects. I don't want to coach somebody one day, yes, I have a one lesson with Manuel de los Santos, this. I don't want this. I want people have a project. You want a 20 handicap? We work for that. This for you want a 25 handicap? Okay, project. And two year 20 handicap and three year 20 handicap? I say, you have a project, we're working together. Manuel has said that both on and off the golf course, he wants to have the opportunity to show the world that nothing can stop us from pursuing our dreams and goals, even if life takes a lot out of you along the way. 
With this in mind, he started presenting clinics during corporate incentive days, when he gives motivational speeches very much on this subject. Manuel will prove to be an excellent coach, partly because he's so down to earth. I don't more strong than anybody. I don't Superman. I don't did. I only the man want to live. He tried to find a way to live with one leg because we don't have a solution for this. But the only things I try to find every day were the good balance for me, for help me forget my handicap. God give for me this power, this energy. Because when I have the golf club in my hand, I say, wow, thank you, God, thank you, everything, because I do golf like everybody. It is the view of a humble person. Indeed, we had to dig deeper to find that Manuel had been recognized on several occasions internationally for what he has brought to the sport and his community. Tributes include from the Dominican Republic, the highest civilian award, the Order of Merito, and also from UNESCO and the French Senate for his achievements so far in golf. He finishes the interview with a typical show of empathy for others who may be struggling. Okay, it's difficult to lose something, but we have the most important things we are in life. Step by step, how much strong you be in your head is possible change or in the future do something make you happy because you cry because you lose one leg is no good. You think too much is no good. But the more better thing to find the way, the way help you come more strong because we born for this, for be happy. Difficult moment for all of us, but moment happy too. So be patient, be patient, be patient because I know it's hard when you lose something. It's very difficult. I'm the, um, I, I be in the a psyche place for say when you lose one leg or one, one arm. I know it's how much you cry in your life, but we don't have a choice to live with that. But you have a choice to change your life. Looking him in the eye makes you feel good about yourself and you think. How can I change my life too? My sincere thanks to our writer Ben Evans and producer Ricardo Paparella, who can be found at ricardopaparella.com. For more information about Edgar, please visit edgargolf.com and please stay tuned for the next episode of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast.